As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. We are the prophets. Here's another episode of another sermon coming at you from 12 Hour Sports, Zingo TV, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anywhere else you can find us. Welcome to the show. What's up, my guy Rashad? What's good, bro? What's good, man? Crazy, crazy day. The real March Madness in full effect. Hey. I'm trying to tell everybody, man, March Madness, is it's, it's still going on. The NFL is crazy, and I'm glad it gave us something to look forward um, to today. Um, hey, we, we got we got a, little, a, new, a new feature for y'all watching us live, man. We finally we finally got the camera situated, set it up. So, uh, Rashad, we are live now. Everybody can see us. Um, we went live Tuesday. We had to do a, re, a re- recap of everything that happened uh, from day one of, of free agency for March Madness and and now the quarterback's carousel has been completed. Once we got off, maybe like five hours later, a trade happened. Another receiver went, got traded. Uh, a lot of more rumors circling. And, uh, yeah, it was – I mean, it's fun. And I, I'm, I'm glad we get to talk about it. Oh, yeah, man. It's a it's a crazy time of the year for the NFL. You only got Jameis and Cam left on the – the QB side, and of course, you know, you got a few other good RBs out there with Gurley being cut. Uh, Melvin Gordon still out there, and Devontae Freeman still out there. So it's a it's an intriguing market right now, man. So I want to see how the rest of it turns out. Yeah, so let's get into uh, my team, the Vikings, first. Uh, when we got off, we, we, we posted the podcast, and immediately after that, the Vikings traded Diggs. And we, we have discussions a long time about it, about, about – Will they trade him? Uh, why? Um, all, all that matters, you know. But the the writing was on the wall, and it, and it just for me is like, well, Minnesota not going to just give him away. You know, we don't we don't have to do that. Uh, you know, but I can understand his frustrations. Uh, you share it. You're sharing, you're sharing a, a market target share with with Adam Thielen, who's one of the best receivers as well, on a run first team. So it's not that much to go around. And all that good stuff. So he did get traded to the Bills. Uh, the Bills give up a first round pick in this year's draft, a fourth um, next year, a fifth and a sixth in this year's draft. So not not a bad haul uh, for for a receiver. Uh, as the stuff Savon did caliber. Uh, we've seen guys go for less, like D Hop earlier in the week. Uh, so w- what are your thoughts on, on on as far as the Minnesota side um, of trading digs? Well, they kind of had to. I don't think he wanted to be there. So, you know, once you have a a guy who kind of wants out, sending, you know, cryptic messages of not really being happy with the QB and stuff like that, (laughs) kind of was on the wall. So, not surprised by it. I know we were texting about it, and I was like, he's out of there at some point before all this ends. I knew he was going to be out of there. He was being rumored to be traded last year, so I knew he wouldn't make it through the offseason and into next season. So, you know, had a good run with the Vikings, but on to on to Buffalo now, who needed a weapon. Now, on the Buffalo side, this is we talked about it all last year about the surprise team, about how the Buffalo Bills, their best playmaker, cannot be your quarterback. Yeah, if they want to go far, if they want to be taken serious in the league, 
he they they have they have to they have to find somebody who can make the plays and Stephon Diggs fit that mold right away. Now, I I, I saw this little stat about you know quarterback percentages throwing deep. So Josh Allen, one of the best arms in the league as far as arm strength, twenty seven completion percentage when throwing deep. I think that's like over twenty yards. Um, for Kirk Cousins, who ranked you know within the top five, top seven of this of this stat, was around forty eight percent. Now. I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know if Diz will be happy about this situation either, just because. All right, the Bills to me are in the same kind of mode the Vikings is when they're talking about a run first team, and defense, and that's what that's what they're calling cards. Another defensive minded coach in Sean McDermott. So, do you think you think it'd be? I mean, obviously you don't have to share it with Adam Thielen, but do you think you think it's like? Do you think the situation is worse than where he's at now? Uh, to a certain degree, just because of weather, because in Buffalo it gets freezing cold, so you're gonna encounter all kind of snow, snowstorms, and you know things like that. So on that front, his stats will probably end up dropping just because when it gets cold, the ball gets harder, and then you gotta look at the fact that if it's snowing, that's gonna limit your opportunities to even catch deep passes in late November and December. So. His stats may take a hit because they still have John Brown. So even though Diggs will be the defined one, hit just because of the weather and QB accuracy, his stats will take a hit. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's, it's great. I mean, you got Devin Singletary, rumors about Mevin Gordon, uh, John Brown there, Cole Beasley there, Daw- uh, Dawson Knox tight end. I mean, that's he's promising as well. So this Josh Allen, is he's, he's getting the weapons that – you see Kyler Murray getting it with D Hop, that Baker Mayfield getting it with with OBJ Landry Chubb and and, and uh, Austin Hooper and Joku, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad now there's only one more quarterback that needs to get his weapons. Uh, that's Lamar Jackson as far as to compete with those guys as far as weapons wise. So um, we'll see if they make any moves. But yeah, I'm glad they finally made a move. They got a playmaker. You put the ball in Diggs' hands, usually good things happen, except when he fumbled. But he kind of cleaned that up a little bit. Um, the reason why I, want, I do want to talk, uh, talk a little bit about it, though, I know a lot of people got mad about the D-Hop trade, and then you saw this one, and you'd be like, oh, so you're saying Diggs is, is better than D-Hop, blah, blah, blah. And people don't understand the business side of of the sports game. And, you know, I know they say what Bill O'Brien said. I can't deny or confirm that he said that. D-Hop really didn't deny or confirm it either with his statement. But if D-Hop wants – he's making $13 million. If D-Hop wants Julio Jones, Mike Thomas money, he's making, what, $20 million a year? Probably is what he's going to ask for. And people got to realize Deshaun Watson is on the way for contract. If the Chiefs pay Mahomes this this year, this summer, Watson is going to break that. So if Mahomes getting 40, Watson is going to get 41. Now, can you justify paying two players $41 million and $20 million? So 61 for two guys because I can't. No, just look at what the Rams are doing. They couldn't talk Gurley because they had like twenty six percent, twenty seven percent of the cap tied up between Gurley and Golf. And then if you throw Cook's deal in, that makes it even a bigger slice of the pie. So, you know, with the way the QB market changes, you only can can pay a guy so much. And then on the receiver side, you know, I understand when you sign a contract, you sign it at what your value is then. So you should honor it, but. This is the way the league is. Guys try to re renegotiate, restructure midway, just so they can say, "Look, I'm on par with Julio Jones. I'm on par with Mike Thomas. I'm on par with Odell. I deserve that same caliber of money." So I understand where he's coming from. No, oh, definitely. But it's not. But it's not in the team's best interest to give you a new deal. I mean, for what? You've earned it, but far as the cap purpose, it's not in our best interest to do that. I mean, to keep you happy benefits us, but at the same time, giving you the money doesn't benefit us when we don't have a running back. We barely have an O-line. Defense is either aging or not good at all in certain spots. So not really an incentive to pay him outside of keeping Deshaun's best weapon. Yeah, and then on top of that, you got to think, uh, when, it, it's, it just, it just crazy to me. A lot of people got mad because they only got a second-round pick, all right? So when have, when have you ever seen – I've never seen it where a receiver go for a top pick. Now, a top pick is not what the Bills gave us. 
uh, the Gator Vikings. The, the 22nd pick in the NFL draft is not a top pick. Top picks are 1 through 10. I would consider a top 10, uh, top 10 pick is a top pick because those are where the stars are aligned. Yes, you can get your stars like Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, even Diggs went fifth round. You can get those in later rounds. But look at this class. Everybody wants who? Akuda, Chase Young, uh, the Burrow, the Tua. They, they're going top five, top six. Those are top picks, right? So there was no way that the Texans were going to get a first from the Arizona Cardinals. Now, if D-Hop was to get traded to, let's say, let's say if New England wanted to make this move to keep Tom Brady around, then then you you trade you then they would have gave up their first round, which is like 24-25. So that makes a lot of sense. But not the eighth pick. So everybody who's 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 questioning about the first round pick, remember the pick twenty five is not the pick twenty two that the Vikings got for for Diggs uh, is not equivalent to the eighth pick of what the Cardinals have. So you cannot get mad at that. Um, and uh, you know, and I want everybody to, to wait and see on this trade. You know, the, the what the, what the, the Texans did with D Hop. Now wait wait and see because they got Randall Cobb. I think I don't think that signing came through when we we talked about it on Tuesday. Um, on uh, Monday, but Ronnie Cobb is there. You got Will Fuller. You got Kenny Steels. And Deshaun Watson, who he is, I think that's I think that'll be fine. And they're gonna draft somebody too. So let's wait on Bill O'Brien before y'all kill him, because you don't know what's gonna happen. No, they need help because Randall Cobb perpetually injured. Will Fuller perpetually injured. Kenny Steels yeah, injured too. Yeah, perpetually injured. I mean, then this past season, QT spent a lot of the year injured. So, then you had David Johnson, who's coming off, you know, up and down season. So, that's what makes Steele look bad because, like, you traded the top five receiver for what well, used to be a top five running back. Now he's maybe top 12, top 13. But I understand why they did it. It's not in the team's best interest. The Cardinals can afford to pay this guy, make it happen, get some assets, and um, if – you know, if you want to be considered on the elite QB level of how Brady has, um, I hate to use the word made, but he's made guys look better than they are. So has Russ, so has Rodgers. I mean, Mahomes going to get DeMarcus Robinson paid right now. So right. When you can when you can turn a QB, well, a QB can turn a receiver into something better than you think he is, you know, that shows your elite status, and that's kind of what Deshaun has to do right now. He has to show that he can turn – these guys into upper echelon receivers and win nine ten games. Right. Yeah. So we'll see if he if he gets saved by, um, you know, saved without D Hop. I mean, because D Hop did save him sometimes. But hey, when you you need to try Watson, you special. You saw what he did in the playoffs against the Colts, spin out a sack and make a play. So I, I still expect big things from the Texans. I, I don't I don't I don't people think they're going to be sorry just because D Hop. I've seen a lot of teams get rid of, of a receiver and, and still win. So um, we'll see about that. Now just just now. Not just, well, not just now, but earlier, about two, three hours ago, Gurley got cut from the Rams. It had been, tra- been talked about him getting traded. Nobody was taking that contract. Um, but ultimately, he did get released. Um, it said likely, likely, likely landing spots are Atlanta, uh, Miami, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers down there with Tom Brady and them. Out of those three teams, or if you can find or you think another, another fit is better, uh, where do you think he should go uh, and why? Uh, he's probably gonna wind up on Tampa. I think they'll take the they'll take the risk just because they have Rojo there to they kind of spill him a little bit, and it won't cost a lot. And when you have a guy like Tom Brady at that age, you kind of have to go all in. Now, granted, you know Gurley he's been up and down with health issues, but for the right price, since he's already dead money to the Rams, for the right price, if you can get a good eight to 11 games out of them, you know, just a couple good games out of them. You have Rojo, plus you have a multitude of receivers and guys like that. You can kind of overcome it. And Brady always likes a good pass-catching RB. Uh, that's not really Rojo's specialty, so they should probably go out to Gurley for that for that purpose. But if not, if the money's right, Melvin Gordon's right there as well. Yeah, oh, I think I think that – I think Gurley probably will get the, the get a job first, and even with even with not being able to check on his uh, like do a physical, I still think that he still might get a job. I I wouldn't mind that the it really just what what does Todd Gurley view him as? Do he view him as an elite back still? Because if that's the case, I'm I'm headed to Miami because 
you know, yes, yeah, the offensive line has to get a little better, but uh, with with Devontae Parker and, and, and you you got uh, Wilson and Grant all them guys and Fitzpatrick, who's you know he's a solid quarterback. You can get things done. Now, what you want to like if you want to be in the lead back with nobody helping you. Now, if you if you think if you think you know you need help, which uh, most people do. Buccaneers and Atlanta are the best spots because Matt Ryan and Julio can you you don't ha- you don't have to bring your A game every every night when you have Julio Jones and, and Matt Ryan together or even like you said in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady Evans and, and, and Godwin you don't need to bring your A game every every game so if that's the case then yes Tampa, Tampa Bay or Atlanta makes the most sense um and those are the only teams I, I can even think of like I I, I I try to put them somewhere else I was like well Lions he not going there. Um, I thought Packers, as far as connection connection wise, his uh, old running back coach is, is uh, now in Green Bay, but they have Aaron Jones who coming off an eighteen touchdown uh, season, so I doubt they'll do that. So yeah, I think he, I think he's going south. Uh, maybe Georgia, uh, you know, Atlanta has that advantage because he went to Georgia. Um, I don't know that that's you know going playing home is, is is a big thing for him, but Tampa Bay, Miami, Atlanta, I don't think you can go wrong with either three. I feel like whatever team whatever team he chooses. The market is, I mean, the, like, as far as the division is wide open. Um, but this goes to show that rule number one uh, is rule number one for a reason. You don't you don't pay running backs. And now the Rams realize that and they cut them. So now they have to make other moves and we'll see what they do at the running back position. But they, they I think they have you know, uh, Henderson from Memphis. He was a rookie last year. And Malcolm Brown. So let's see if they do RBBC, you know, running back by committee. Um, and you pay golf. So you have to lean on golf to, to make these plays. So. Yeah, they can always go sign somebody else if they need to, but I doubt the Rams make a big RB splash. Mm-hmm. And for Gur- for Gurley, I, we we were talking on Monday he's probably gonna get cut, which he did because nobody's gonna trade for him. So at this point, he just wants to probably put himself in position to play a decent amount of snaps and probably win. So because he's not used to losing, he won. You know, he's been on winning teams his entire career outside of just those those years with Jeff Fisher. So he's not used to losing, so I think he'll probably want to go somewhere where he can start winning and play decent, uh, decent snaps immediately. Yeah. Uh, in the quarterback carousel, I'm kind of glad the NFL they must know how we was going to do these shows because no quarterback was off the board come Monday, but today pretty much all of them except for a couple spots are left open. Um, we can start right there in, in Indianapolis. Um, Phillip Rivers heads to the Indianapolis Colts connection base again with Frank Wright. Um, he played with him in, in, in uh, when he was in San Diego. Um, now I have a question. So, how how much how much do you think uh, Jacoby is versus a Phillip Rivers in this day and age, right? And then secondly, do you think Jacoby could be on the trademark, or do you think the coach would just take him? Because I have a feeling maybe New England wants him back. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case, but um, but Rivers heading to Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know the rumors were, were true. I mean, once I think he, I think his all his eyes were set on that because Buccaneers w- wanted Brady more than him. Uh, for, for you know, for whatever. I mean, obviously it's Brady. So do you think? Do you think that was? I mean, for the Colts, is the right decision? Um, I mean, Ty Hilton always banged up. Uh, you got a solid running game, but you have a great offensive line. Um, Colts are a few pieces away on offense as far as weapons wise to me because Ebron has gone. They signed Devin Fudge to a one year deal. He tore the ACL week uh, in the, in the preseason he was out of there so outside of ty who never can stay healthy i mean you don't have the weapons so he's going from keenan allen hunter henry austin eckler melvin gordon mike williams to just ty uh, and jack Doyle. you throw him in there too so um you, you think it's the right fit for him because i mean he don't have the weapons i mean right fit as far as just all offensive terminology it's gonna be basically the same system he's right. familiar I mean, I mean when it comes to the NFL schemes and stuff like that, or connections. You often go somewhere where you feel comfortable. So that's basically what it is. He's going to the coaching staff that he feels most comfortable with. Um, they gave him a one-year deal, so they'll probably just do it on a year-to-year basis. If he performs good, they'll probably do it again. Or maybe you know, with his big family, maybe they aren't happy in Indianapolis. Or if he has a bad year, he'll probably go ahead and retire. So. You know, it just kind of depends on how the season plays out. Um, of course, if guys aren't healthy, he's not going to have great numbers and probably won't win many games. And that'll kind of lead to the chatter of it's time to, to hang him up 
And he's a competitor. Guys play the game to win. He doesn't want to lose. If they have an average season, I think he still retires because you don't want to just hang around too long and, you know, ultimately hurt your legacy, the legacy that he does have anyway because he doesn't have any MVPs, no Super Bowls, just a few Pro Bowls, stuff like that. So if he's not in position to win a title, just winning, you know, just trading water, 500 balls, he'll probably go ahead and hang it up. I mean, I do know that the Colts is a good team. I, I mean, with Andrew Luck, I had him in the Super Bowl last year until um, he retired. But you're talking about what, what they did on defense. They got they got DeForest Buckner um, in, in frequency in, in a trade. So they don't, they don't have the 13th pick, but they have an early second-round pick. So I'm pretty sure they're going to use it on a receiver. Um, you, I mean, you, you got you got you got you got the the cap space. They got options. You got Marlon Mack. You got um, what's his name? What's the running back? Naheem Hines. Like you got guys who can make plays. Um, it's just it's just I don't know. Ken Rivers carry a team anymore, and that's that's no knock to him. I mean, he just he just been doing it for a while, and and we've we've seen him have the up and down seasons. So I was kind of skeptical that, that that the Colts would do this, but I understand. I guess they they trying to win now, and we think about it. Texas, Texas, and this kind of turmoil thing with D. Hop getting traded and all this stuff. Talk about them. Me, you talk about how the Texans—they don't really have a lot of good players. They have a lot, they start. It was star studded, and then they got hurt. That was it. So you got them. You got the Jacksonville Jaguars rebuilding. They blowing up everything. Calais uh, Campbell out of there. Ngakwe about to be out of there. Foles got traded for a fourth round pick. So you got all these guys out of there. Uh, so Jacksonville, you, you should be. You should beat them. And then Titans. Was that season lightning in the bottle, or was it something serious? Like, was it, is it something that's going to continue to sustain? Because we know the Titans to be an average to slightly above average team. So, can they sustain that success and keep getting 10 to 11 wins? We're going to find that out. So, it's because the AFC South isn't so dominant, they're all good teams, but they're not dominant. We're going to see uh, what what can they do. Um, but, I, I mean, I think that's probably why they think Rivers can get them over the hump, get them the extra few wins that Jacoby can't get them. Yeah, he's he's not Andrew at his age. He's not Andrew Love, but also at his age, he's better than Jacoby. Uh, Jacoby kept him in games, but he's not the kind of guy who can go out there and put you over the top and win games either. So maybe they see Rivers at that length that can get them from you know seven and nine to ten and six, something like that. Um, but it's all going to depend upon how the schedule falls. You know, road games, home games. Uh, back-to-back road games, things like that. So it depends how the schedule falls. Um, my theory is always if you have a, a top-two QB and a top-two coach in your division, if you are one of those, if you're both of those top-two coach, top-two uh, QB in your division, you can win the division or make the playoffs. And just based on this history, you got Rivers, you got Deshaun Watson, you got Tannehill, you got Gardner Minshew. I would put Rivers as the second-best QB in his division. Um, because of course Deshaun Watson's first, and then as far as the coach, that that's where it'll change because coaching and defensively those two other X factors, you know, we don't know how good Frank Wright really is. Bill O'Brien's been criticized a lot on the coaching side. Mike Vrabel, he's been steady, and then uh, Del Marone back again. I'd have Del Marone last. Just no, definitely. Yeah. So <laughs> default. So you know. On, on the coaching side, depending on how you rank them, I would probably put Frable first, just because I've seen it more. Um, and then right now, started you off, Bill O'Brien second. But defensively, um, all these teams need some work defensively. <laughs> the Texans <laughs> don't really have anything defensively. Uh, Titans, they've always been solid defensively. They, you know, that's 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 a because they have a defensive minded coach, so that that's going to always be a solid end of the ball for them. And the Colts, they just got Buckner, and they have uh, uh, the linebacker. Darius Leonard. Yeah, Darius Leonard. I'm not sure why I can't think of the name. Darius Leonard. So, so you, you still know, got Justin Houston over there, the too. <laughs> yeah, so, like, Colts and Titans could be the two. When we look at all the factors, Colts and Titans should grade out at the top two teams in the division. So they both could potentially make the playoffs, and that would leave the Texans uh, in third place. But – when you got Deshaun Watson, you got Bill O'Brien. O'Brien hit his floor and ceiling nine and seven, so can't count him out. Right, he's he gonna get nine and seven. I mean, the other two teams have to get them ten wins. Um, another quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, former Viking, my boy. But uh, three years, six sixty three million dollar deal to go to the Carolina Panthers. 
Um, and this and this Cam technically is still on the on the roster, so obviously they're moving on from Cam Newton. But Teddy Bridgewater too there. I and it, it was funny is I don't understand how come we didn't we didn't put this connection together. I mean we heard the Bears, we heard of uh, you know we heard of him going maybe to New England, we heard of other other teams, but we didn't think about Carolina when his former OC when he was in New Orleans, Joe Brady who was at LSU with Joe Burrow. Uh, he's there. To, he's there now. So that makes a lot of sense of why Teddy is is in Carolina. Uh, Joe Brady got his guy, uh, some guy he think he can work with. So Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, I know a lot of people kind of mad that they 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 choosing him over Cam Newton. But you gotta think this 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 team is going a new direction. This is not the same regime as as old. Rivera's out of there. McDermott's gone. A lot of guys gone. Luke Keekley gone. Greg Olson gone. It's time for the total rebuild. And Teddy Bridgewater could be a good a good quarterback for the next two or three years as long as he's there and he got pieces to work with. So I think he, I think he's a safe guy. I, I, I think he can get you at least eight and eight. Obviously I think Carolina is rebuilding. So I don't think they're that good, but in the, in the event that you have a good team around him, this guy can get you eight to nine wins. He went five and zero as a starter for the saints. So I don't see why he couldn't do that for a Carolina team. Once they get to where they want to be. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a DJ Moore fan. Uh, I think Curtis Samuel is solid. Uh, I think everybody loves Chris McCaffrey, whether it's real life or fantasy. But to <laughs> me, Teddy, Teddy is just Jacoby set with a little bit more sprinkle on it. Seven and nine, eight and eight. That's probably going to be Carolina range. You got a first year coach, you know, average QB. Teddy going to be the worst QB in the division. And like I just said, Brady, Breeze, Matt Ryan, Teddy last. First year head coach, unproven. He's last. This team will not be that good. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty much. I mean, if if that theory holding true, they're gonna be the last place. It's not that hard to see. Um, that, I mean, Dan, they're Dan Quinn, he, Dan Quinn ain't all that great, but still, like he got he, at least he got head coaching experience. And then right, what right. he don't, what he what he lacks, Matt Ryan can make up for on certain games. And then got to think about the Falcons are. They're not a strong player in the market, but they're trying to make some things happen in the trading free agent market. So uh, those will be the third and fourth place teams. The Saints and Bucks should be the top two teams in the division. Yeah, I got um, you know, at once, once I, I will do my my mock draft three point um, once free agency dies down a little bit. And right now, I'm thinking that Carolina Panthers may be in play to to draft Isaiah Simmons. Now. We talk about the talent that they're going to have. Isaiah, they get him with Teddy Young, McCaffrey, Moore, Samuel. Like this, this Matt Rule is a good team builder, and I think once he gets the guys he wants in here, Carolina can go from can go from last to first very quickly. When you got Breeze forty plus, Brady forty plus, um, and then Matt Ryan is hitting that age, getting that, to the age too. So I think Carolina, if they smart, if they smart and play their cards right. In about two or three years, they could be the best team in that division. Yeah, they got to start over. Yeah, they got to start over. Teddy, just like his name says, Bridgewater, he's the bridge quarterback to the next era. (laughs) So so all they got to do is find another QB that they actually believe in for the Matt Rule era. And, you know, they gave him a big deal to coach the team, so there's no – there shouldn't be an issue of him getting fired after year two or something like that. He's safe about three years at least. Yeah. Yeah, they, they gave him plenty of runways to carve out the team the way he sees fit and get some traction going. So, you know, you got your Bridgewater as a bridge QB. You have a have a couple years of success. Hopefully, you know, maybe get you a couple couple good wins. You know, build you some camaraderie, build you a culture, and maybe in two years, year and a half, you can draft you a QB and uh, you know maybe potentially rule the NFC South. So what do you think about like this, this whole Cam Newton situation? Because I've been I've been preaching this whole time, man. Like I was I was adamant about the uh, Patriots letting Tom Brady go, adamant about the Saints letting Drew Brees go. They didn't do that, but I was saying like Chargers do not let Rivers come back. I, I was I wasn't even in favor for Big Ben going back. I wanted them to force him out, and Cam Newton was the other quarterback that I wanted to be forced out. Um, so the, the reason why why I'm doing that is because all, all those quarterbacks have is a, is a reason. They, they, they don't all have the same reason, but it is a reason. And for Cam, it's about health. And can he can he ever get back to a top-10 quarterback? I don't believe so. Um, I, I think his body is too worn down for all the hits he took early in his career. 
And, I mean, Lotto was self-inflicted by him trying to bully through everybody. But um, you, I don't, I don't think a shoulder injury for a quarterback is that great. Yes, Drew Brees came back from that. But I think those are more outliers than – than something that's going to be that's going to stick. And Cam Newton's game is predicated around being able to run the ball I, to me, I, and I, I believe that. So a guy who doesn't have the greatest the greatest arm, the greatest accuracy. I mean, if if his ability, if his greatest ability is to run and, and make plays and be a playmaker, if that's if athleticism is stopping him, then I don't see what makes him a special quarterback. And I know a lot of people get mad about that and about what Cam Newton was. And I mean, he he had a great. Great, great two, three years, uh, like, you know, part of, of his career where he... I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. He was one of the best, and outside of that, I mean, he just been a he just been a you know a top fifteen quarterback, and that's and there's nothing wrong to say that. But with all these guys having having a room like going places, he he's gonna he might be stuck. I mean, I don't think New England going to get Cam Newton. Like, I don't know what you think about that, but I don't think New England going even going to entertain that idea. May surprise me, but I don't think a Bill Belichick and a Cam Newton that's that's going to work. No, he's going to be one of the last QBs to come off the board just because with COVID nineteen going crazy, you can't travel, you can't really fully evaluate players. You know, especially for like the health perspective, right. so he really can't get a physical. He can't get you know tested out by a team's training staff. So nobody is inclined to take a risk on him and. I feel like if the Redskins decide to make a move for their backup QB or potential starter at some point in the next week or so, Cam's going to be out. He's going to be just a, you know, an outcast pretty much because most <laughs> teams already have locked up their – I put it on Twitter. Every team except the Bengals, who are going to draft Joe Burrow, everybody already has that they want starter already. Whether you think Trubisky or Foles wins the job, doesn't matter. They know who they have a starter out of out of. Yeah, right. So yeah, yeah, like Broncos, they already know Drew Locke's their guy. So like every team, Chargers, they're gonna go with Tyrod, probably pass the guy. So any team you think there's speculation about outside of New England and the Bengals, everybody knows who that starting QB is gonna be. And there's no way New England takes a chance on Cam. If they do anything, they'll probably try to make a trade and go get Andy Dawson, but they're not gonna take a risk on Cam. I think he's going to wind up being an outcast because I don't see any. He's not going to settle for being a backup. He still thinks he's the man. So where's yeah. he going to go? Yeah. Where's, I, where's he going to go? I got these. I got this Carmelo Anthony vibes when we, when we talk about Cam Newton. And I know a lot of people say, well, he's better than Tyrod Taylor. Or he, uh, well, you can say that, but the chart, just like the Panthers, they, they want a bridge quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is a, is a perfect guy. He can, he can get you eight to nine wins. Um, you know, after they miss out on Brady, he can get you eight to nine wins. And that for that division, that might be good enough, uh, you know, to get a seven seed. That's all you go. That's all you aiming for now. Obviously, I, I don't. I don't know if it's is it is it, it going to start this year? The set the, the seventh playoff team. Uh, I think I think so. So um, I mean, I yeah. I think, what? I'm not sure how they're going to adjust the schedule though, because you know, they only they already have out of. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I think the, sure. I think the seventeen the seventeen game schedule might not last for maybe another year or two. But I think the seven if the seventeen playoff does start this year. That's all they got to strive for. And with that team that the Chargers got right now, the roster, is one of the best in the league, regardless of what you think about Tyrod Taylor. Uh, bringing in Cam Newton will only be a win. I mean, last time Tyrod had a team like this, he made the playoffs. So I don't know what he was talking about. He made, he made the playoffs. I mean, Tyrod Taylor has been on playoff teams with experience. He, he He's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but he does have a, a Super Bowl. So he he knows what a, a Super Bowl building te- uh, like team looks like. I'm not saying the Chargers are going to the Super Bowl, but the roster is good. And if Tyrod Taylor is playing above average, they can do something. I mean, all you got to do is be a top 20 quarterback, and Chargers can win nine games. He he has the mobility to move around, what the league's going to now. So it's like, it's the reason why they paid him. So that's why they're not going Cam, because they they want to draft their guy. They, they might they might draft Justin Herbert at pick six. They might draft two at pick six. So you don't know what they want to do. 
And even if they don't draft a quarterback, they always got next year. So I don't think I don't think that they're they're worried about it. And that's why Cam to Charger is not an option. That's why what you said is true. There's really no option for him out there. Um, I don't see one. I mean, no. Everybody already has that QB of the moment and of the future. So there's no team. It's crazy, man. Like, like I mean. I could run through it every team, and they already have that guy in place, but they don't need to do that. Like I said, outside of the Bengals, we're going to draft Joe Burrow. And right now, the only vacancy really is New England. the Patriots. Yeah. And, and, they, and they're going to probably figure it out either with Stidham, Dawson, or make a trade for somebody. They're going to figure out something. So I'm not even worried about what New England does, but I know for sure it will not be Cam Newton. I mean, there's nothing against him, but I know it won't be him. Man, I wish John Morant was an NFL player or Matt Rule was an NBA coach. So I go to a game and scream out, Ja Rule! <laughs> <laughs> you funny. Uh, but no, uh, it, it's, what's crazy is the only team I can see him going to, and it's not even the the – only, the only team that can make sense is Oakland. Okay, take two. Is Las Vegas. That's the only team – and that's and that's if Patriots say – if Patriots realize, oh, Derek Carr is our guy, let's go trade for him. That is the only that's the only team to me that makes sense because you're going to a new city, uh, you're going to bring the fans. Cam Newton can be your franchise face, and because he he's that you know as a star that's what he is. He he's, he brings the attention, and that's the only thing that makes sense to me is the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I I can't see, you know, if he goes there, he's not going to win the division. That's the Chiefs got that in, in the bag, and he he's not going to have a top two roster because that's the Chargers. He may have a top two coach, and he may he may very well could be the second best quarterback. He probably will be. I mean, I mean over Tyrod and over Drew Locke, he'll be the second best uh, second best quarterback, and then maybe the second best coach. So, for that theory, it might be true, and the Raiders might can do it with him. But I mean, that's that's only if they decide to move with Derek Carr. So, and I haven't heard anything about Derek Carr. So, uh, this so far. Yeah, John Gruden. He's so he's been back in Carr from the beginning, and. I'm not sure what the asking price for him would be, but in the state that they're in, New England needs their draft picks. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure what kind of conversation they would have to give up for Derek Carr. So, you know, it's, it's plausible. I wouldn't rule it out. Um, I, I would be in favor of Derek Carr being a Patriot, but at the same time, like I said, with the draft capital and not many, they need to be trying to get some weapons in New England first. I'm not sure who they can go get, but they need to get some weapons first. And then you can kind of figure out QB later. Maybe you can tank, go get Trevor Fields, or maybe you can resurrect Andy Dalton because he's really not a mistake-prone guy. You already have a defense there. If you just give him some decent weapons, you right? Know, you know, Nate McDaniel's and Belichick, they're gonna coach up the team. So maybe you can make Dalton work. But again, Bengals are wanting draft compensation for him as well. So it depends on what you want to give up. Uh, somebody like Andy, man, it. it at the state he's in right now, his value being so low, six round pick. Like, you can get that up. But for car, they may want, you know, if, if the bargain price goes up, they could say, hey, third or fourth round, because at this right. point, he's still better, he's younger. So, you just never know what the compensation package will look like. I mean, I would say if, if the Raiders said, I want Cam Newton. They'll they'll just give Derek Carr away. I mean, six round they'll take it. I mean, I, I, I mean, because they think Cam Newton's better quarterback, which you can't really assess that. Um, then you know they'll they'll just ship Carr out of there to New England. But that's, that's the only team. That's the only team that can help 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 Cam is the Patriots, whether it's to sign Cam Newton or to trade for a quarterback to give him room. And it can't be and it can't be Dalton because they got Joe Burrow. So it has to be the Raiders. I I don't see no other team that willing to take that chance or makes make it make sense. So I don't know, man. And for some reason, I went on Twitter and Derek Carr was trending, so I was kind of worried that he got traded somewhere. But they just <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, but I mean, in the, in the last team, of course, we talked about it last week. The rumor was true: Tampa Bay Buccaneers get Tom Brady. Um, you know, it, you, you got a lot of mixed emotions about you know how great Tampa Bay is going to be. Of course, I mean that's what it is. You got one of the best coaches uh, in football, in my opinion, Bruce Arians. You got Tom Brady, the goat quarterback, with the weapons. Um, I have to wait to the preseason and the season to see how they they play. I will go see them live. Hopefully this 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 corner uh this coronavirus is gone by then. I'll go see them live uh, in Tampa against my Vikings. But um, I don't know, man, because when you talk about Jameis Winston, 
his his play last year was a top five quarterback some games, and his play was also a top uh, bottom five quarterback. While Brady was pretty much average, consistent uh, around like the twelfth or thirteenth best quarterback around there, as far as you know with the weapons and all that. So if you're going from a guy who's up and down on a mountain versus a guy who's like this, you know who's coming down because he's you know of his age. I don't know how much better the Bucks are going to be. I do believe the Bucks can be a playoff team. I do believe that in certain situations, for example, you're down six to the 49ers in, uh, I think, early in the season with Tom Brady, you probably win that game. So that's so that's eight and eight right there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Falcons the end of the season. Pick six in overtime. Tom Brady goes down and win that game, nine and seven. And then you, you probably can find another game where it wins through a pick in a situation you know, and, and, right, right. Take Texas. That, that they gave him a lot of chances. So, so that you know, that's ten and six right there. But you also got to think. See what <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny when 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 Jameis when Jameis throws the ball, he throws a pick to the other team, right? And they go down the field, right? When Tom Brady, well, I think what's going the difference is, and why why the Buccaneers defense has to show improvements. You know, not great improvement. You know, just get better and better. Tom Brady won't throw the picks. But they might be putting the ball, like and making the offense work hard. You know what I mean? Like instead of being down in the red zone, they got to go. They got to go from their twenty all the way down to the touchdown. So I think that that what makes the Buccaneers a better team just just off that alone. Because if we make another team work for these for these points, that's what that's what's going to make us win games. And I think that's that is the biggest difference between a James Winston and a Tom Brady at this stage. Now Tom Brady go when, when Tom Brady prime. Obviously, this is this is a big change, right? But you know when when he's coming down, he's IQ. You know he got all that. He got all the intangibles, all that stuff. But he's not gonna throw the picks. He's gonna if they do go, you know if they have to punt, they will punt. He's not gonna take these chances on third and twenty and throw the ball deep, get it picked off, and they run back forty yards. So I think that's the biggest difference to me of why Buccaneers go from this level to a, a, another notch in their belt. So um, give me yeah, give me give me give me Tampa Bay. I believe that they can win the division. Um, as of right now, that's who I would pick to win it. Uh, and that, that's just on that alone, just because they're going to make the teams work for their points instead of the other way around. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. You got, you know, Drew versus Brady, two of the the GOATs of the era and all time. So, you know, that'll be some intriguing matchups. You'll get Brady versus Matt Ryan and stuff like that. The only question is how does he adjust to the offense and how does the, the offense adjust to him? Because recent years he's become more of a you know seven yards or shorter type of throwing guy. Godwin and Evans they can take the top ball, so I think OJ Howard's gonna probably wind up being his best friend. And then depending upon what they do at running back, that'll give him an outlet to dump the ball off. So he still has the arm strength to get it down the field. But that's not a regular part of his game anymore. So, right. you know, I want to see how how he tailors his game to fit what his guys do best, and I want to see how they tailor their game to accommodate his weaknesses due to age, attrition, things like that. Yeah, that that's that's that is a good point about the can the offense adjust to him. Yeah, Cameron Bray and O.J. Howard might be the best two tight ends in football next season <laughs> because of that. But yeah, my I think like, I mean Mike Evans and Godwin they might they might not like it as much because you know as far as stat wise and getting your money, James Winston was making them rich <laughs> because of the stats that they're producing because they behind in games and or James Winston had that great game where you can't be stopped. So that that is gonna be a difference. And my Evans and Godwin, I, I hope they're ready because these, these slants, they, they, they better be ready for them. The comeback routes, they're ready for them. So that's going to be fun to watch. Um, I think Tampa Bay is going to be a really, really good team. They have a, I don't know if you saw their schedule. As far, I know this is not out in order yet, but as far as who they play, they play Mahomes. Uh, they play, uh, I think they play Aaron Rodgers. They play Kirk Cousins. They play, um, I, I think, I, 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 I want to say they play the 49ers, if I'm not mistaken. I, probably not, but. Whatever it was, that their schedule is 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 great with a lot of uh, talent of quarterbacks they got to play. So that's that's gonna be good to see. Uh, we're gonna go on a quick commercial break, and uh, we'll be we'll be right back. All right, we are back. Um, <clears throat> it was it was some it was some other intriguing moves outside of the quarterbacks, of course. But obviously, when you got the most valuable position, all these different changes, we was waiting on it. 
Um, other moves, Darius Slade to the Eagles. Uh, he also signed a three-year, $50 million deal, $30 million guarantee, which made him the highest-paid corner, breaking Byron Jones' record that was set three days ago. Um, this this was all predicated once the Lions signed Desmond Trufant from the Atlanta Falcons, um, that they pretty much knew that Slade was out of here. And Slade knew himself. He tweeted about, oh, hope this speed of my trade process. And then not even 24 hours later, he is a Philadelphia Eagle. Uh, all right. So on, on the Eagle side, do you, I mean, do you th- how big of a need this was? Because I know a lot of teams. If you had an elite receiver, you you was killing the Eagles. Now I still think the other side, wherever Slade's not, you know, he is where you're gonna tag. But I don't I don't think Slade scares people, even though he's one of the best corners in the game. I I think people still try him up, and that's that that alludes to his a two pass breakups. Versus uh, somebody like Chris Harris who may have 40. Because people don't try Chris Harris up like that. So, I don't know if, if Darius Slade got the respect that he deserved. But maybe maybe being on the Eagles with the pass versus they got with Fletcher Cox. Getting hard grade from Pittsburgh. Um, may, maybe. And then you're going you're gonna to see Shepard uh, and um, what's it about? Slayton from the Giants. He's going to have to go against Terry McLaurin from the Redskins. He had to go against Cooper two times a year. So he he, he had a good receiver receiver to go against um, in his division. Uh, do you, how much does this move the needle for you for the Eagles um, and for the Lions? Is it pretty much lock in? They they get uh, Jeff Okuda now. Yeah, Lions are definitely taking the corner. So you know anybody who had that in the mock draft, it's pretty much going to be chalk. Mm-hmm. And then as far as what they're doing with this for the Eagles, I don't know. I mean, the, the defense is going to improve because they signed. You know, they they made a few a few moves a few moves by signing these guys these extensions. So um, the defense will be improved. But I still think the Eagles. I like Carson Wentz and what he did with the core of guys he had this past season was just phenomenal. <laughs> but you got you got to give the guys some offensive line help and you got to give some offensive weapons. Alshon is always banged up. He has been almost a story of his career. He's gonna always get some knickknack injuries at some point. So your only true weapon is hurt. So you got to go get. Some. You're not bringing back Aguilar. He dropped too many passes. Uh, who knows what shape Deshaun comes back in? He is gonna take the top off. He he can take the top off now. Deshaun can, oh, yeah, he can get down the field. Yeah, I mean, you give him a free release, he's gonna burn you, and he don't. It's gonna be six on the board. So a guy like Robbie Anderson won't be something that they add. So do they try to go get Emmanuel Sanders? Do they, you know, what do they try to do? Do they go draft another guy because they got uh, J.J.R. Sega-White side? So I want to know what they do on the offensive side to improve the weapons. Jordan Howard's in Miami, so you lost the running back. You still have Sanders, but I want to know what they do for offensive weaponry for Carson Wentz. Yeah, as you've seen, it's a good trade. Good trade. As soon as, uh, oh yeah, cause they, Lions got back a three and a five, so they have a lot of picks in, in as far as they rebuild. And they they signed True Font, they signed Jamie Collins, uh, and they signed Danny Shelton. So I mean, they 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 trying to build their defense up. Who my dumb self predicted they'll be a top five defense last year. Uh, maybe these are the steps in the right direction with Jeff Akuda. Hey, maybe I was a year too early. It's possible, but um, anyway, it's like. For the receiver wise, outside of Diggs and the D Hop, you, you you haven't seen it. We haven't seen these receivers go off the board, and that's probably because how great this draft class is. Teams are saying, okay, do I really need to go pay a receiver when I can just draft this guy? When I can draft this guy, I can go get a Michael Pittman Jr. from USC who's six four in in the third round, or do I want to pay Robbie Anderson thirty five million dollars for the next three four years? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I guess that's yeah, why. Like, yeah. like a perfect example. Yeah, a perfect example is probably like the 49ers. They're probably go up there and get CD Lamb. Like, why they got to pay for somebody? They can go CD Lamb. Right. Exactly. So, like, it's just examples like that. Like, why would I go? I can bring back Sanders. He had a solid year for us. But if I can go get CD Lamb for the next couple of years, for why would I bring back? <laughs> right. So, and and then especially in the Kyle Shanahan system, yeah, that's that's crazy. So yeah, so I th- I think that's what that's the reason why people haven't. Haven't seen the receivers come off the board. Robbie Anderson's, Mayo Sanders, the main two guys. Um, but on that, I think that the easiest way to fix any any position outside of quarterback, any in any way to fix something like right away, is you have to draft one, you have to sign one, and trade for one. I think those are the three the three steps you need to do in one offseason if you want to fix something. 
Now for the for the Eagles, it's kind of they kind of did did it last year when they when they traded for DJ or did DJ get traded or they signed him? Um, I think they traded for him. Tra- okay, well either way, they traded traded for DJ or signed for him, and then they drafted uh Arcega Whiteside. They only did two steps, right? And then this year, probably the same thing. They're gonna draft somebody at the pick twenty one, whether that's a T Higgins, uh, maybe, maybe a Henry Ruggs fall to them, and then they probably will sign somebody. So you get you 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 sign somebody. It don't have to be no Robbie Anderson. It could be a a, a a tier two receiver, with Alshon healthy, Deshaun Jackson there, your your first round draft pick, and that guy you sign and J Jaw. Like you have five receivers, and if injury play a part, which you know they will with Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, you should be fine because you got the other guy. You got a, a first round talent, uh, J Jaw, who was a second or third round pick last year. So and, and on top of that, you have Zach Ertz and you got Dallas Goddard. So. I don't. I don't think they're too far off as far as offensively to fix it. They just got. They just got to do it. And you know, until until the draft comes, until they sign somebody, then then you'll see. But I mean, you pay Darius Slay all this money. You pay Hargrave and tackle all this money. You still haven't found a left tackle. You let Jason Peters walk, and then the backup, the backup tackle, he went to um, Detroit. So, I mean, they still got to protect him because Carson Wentz does get injured a couple times. I mean, a lot of times so far. So. Miles Sanders needs some room to work. So the offense, they, they need some work. The secondary, they lost Michael Jenkins to the Saints, uh, but they play they put they put in Jalen Mills back there at safety. So I don't know how I don't know how effective that would be. I don't like Jalen Mills at all. So uh, we'll see. But yeah, having Darius Slade does help a lot um, offensively. Can they fix the receivers? I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll we'll see what Philly does. Right now, I would have the Cowboys unless the locker room just goes. Downhill right now, I would have the Cowboys as a favorite to win that division right now. Um, just gonna run through some names. We got ten, uh, about nine minutes left. Um, I just want to talk about. We got we need to say one thing. And move on. The Bengals, they picked up Trey Wayne from the Vikings and Mackenzie Alexander from the Vikings. So they got two good corners. Uh, Wayne's, I mean Wayne's is a solid corner on the outside, and, and Alexander, I would say, is one of the best at slot position as a corner. So they got those two guys, and they bring bring in DJ Reader. Uh, for about thirty-five million dollars over four years, the in, for the for the run-stopping game. So it's like the the Bengals are trying to do stuff. They're trying to win, and I think Joe Burrow can see this. I think um, everybody can see this now. You got the weapons offense. Let's let's get the defense right. Bengals could be. I'm not saying they're going nowhere, but you're going in the right set direction. You you're getting guys who can come in who are good locker room guys who can help change the defense, help help change the offense. So um, Bengals, I'm I'm pretty impressed so far. Yeah, as long as they're doing something, because they've yeah. really been non-spenders. They'll be silent, you know, in the market. So the fact that they're doing anything at all, no matter whether you feel like these guys are being underpaid, overpaid, too long of a deal, the fact that the Bengals are making a move is good enough. enough. <laughs> yeah, good, yeah, good start. Yeah, good start. Um, the Chargers. We talked about how they're going well with Tyrod Taylor. Let's not mention who they got. They got Chris Harris Jr. who turned down a lot of teams. Uh, I heard Miami, not Miami. I heard, uh, I heard uh, who was interested. Eagles were interested. Some other teams were interested. He turned it all down for for Chargers. Now he going over, he going over there with with Desmond King in the slot and 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 Hayward, who I think is the top five corner. So now this is the best trio in the league with Derwin James back healthy, with Nazir Adderley in the back of the other safety position. This secondary is nasty. And not to mention who else they got in Linval Joseph from the Vikings, uh, nose tackle who their 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 weakness has been in the middle. Now they got Jeffrey Tillery who I think he tore ACL last year, so he coming off that, and then well he came back, but he came he, that's what he came off of. And then you got Linval in the middle, and I'm not even mentioning the two dogs they got on the outside in in Joy Bosa and uh, Ingram. So this defense, this charge defense, man, like. If they can beat – if Tyron Taylor would made the playoffs because the defense was great in Buffalo and he had a good running game. Now, he might not have a great running game with Eckler, but Eckler could get the job done and they probably have somebody else. Plus, you got these weapons that you didn't have in Buffalo. So, I, I'm not saying – I'm not going to say it yet. The Chargers could do something. They could do something. This defense, the frequency is proving it. They also got Trey Turner from Carolina and they got uh, Beluga from the Packers. So, they even fixed the line. Even if they don't go quarterback at the sixth pick, whatever they get at that position, like let's, you know what they mess up? If they get Isaiah Simmons, like 
how can you stop this defense? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they can do a lot of different things. I don't think they have to be tied into that quarterback. AFC West, NFC West are the best. Like, both of those divisions will benefit from the 17 playoff because they will both have enough potential and talent to yeah. maybe get three teams in when that does go into effect. Like, I agree. I Chargers, agree. They have a, yeah, Chargers have a loaded roster. Uh, Tyrod's not the kind of guy who will make a lot of mistakes. So, uh, he he has weapons to get the ball too, but he won't make mistakes. So he won't he he may fumble a time or two. He may give you twenty two touchdowns, eight picks, seven picks, something like that. But he won't really push the issue and lose games for you. And with that defense, they'll be He'll need to. a lot of games. Yeah. With, with so, that defense, could, yeah. So Chargers, I, I can't say a surprise team. They they could be a rebound team this year. I like it. We got we got a new one. the rebound team. I like it. Um. Another just a couple things. Uh, Kyle Fuller to the Redskins. He went back to the Redskins. He's the one that got traded for Alex Smith. Uh, the Vikings lose Linval Joseph, but get Pierce from the Ravens on a nine million dollar deal per year. Uh, Cowboys lose a couple starters to the Raiders. Uh, Jason Witten goes there. Malik Collins go at D tackle. Jeff Heath at safety. Um, lost Robert Quinn to the Bears. He got a huge pay uh, payday, but they did add Jerry McCoy to the Cowboys. I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, I don't know if Michael Bennett is going to stay there or not, but <laughs> they got a bunch of old guys who were stars at one point, so I don't know what Cowboys going to do. But you get a lot of cheap veterans, anything can happen. Um, and I thought an uh, interesting move, the Falcons getting Dante Fowler. Uh, I thought that was a very underrated move. Uh, Falcons were – I know I had I had them getting a pass rusher in my mock draft in the first round. Now that they addressed yeah, that. Now you still need one, but you got to think about that D-line. That D, D they got McKinley. They, dra- they drafted McKinley in the, first, in the first and second round, so you need him to play – Show some signs. Um, so they could go a different direction. Like, they still need a pass rusher, but I don't think it's a top number one priority no more. So uh, with that being said, they got they can get a corner now. They lost Trufant, so that's probably their eyes are set on. Um, but, yeah, so I thought that was a pretty good move by the Falcons. Uh, interesting move because they, they didn't spend the money. They let go Austin Hooper. They let go some other guys. So, um, you know, not bad at all. Man, at this point, I just want to see the Falcons trade Julio Jones. Because they, they already did everything else. Only thing left to do is we trade Julio Jones. But. I saw it. It was some rumor thing going around. I saw about Julio for Zach Ertz. I, man, if if they gonna let if, if they gonna let go Hooper, why, why would they? Man, these rumors don't be real, bro. <laughs> man, rise up, man, rise. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, so. Trade up, trade up. <laughs> hey, but uh, is is there anything like you know you you kind of wait to see like we we still haven't seen Klein and we still haven't seen that. I thought we would just get get to talk about that today, uh, but it hasn't oh, happened yet. I'm not worried about Klein because he he prizes himself out the market. Like you asking for twenty something million, look at your position. Nobody else getting paid twenty something million, man. So yeah, he's prizing himself out. He's pricing himself out the game. So and I mean he don't even really have a high motor like he he, he can be a disruptor when he's on, but sometimes you know you only know he's on the field. So yeah, Cl- uh, but see, Clowney got a lot of f the plays up though. He got a lot of like he oh, might yeah. he might not get the stat, but he he'll mess up a play and make you do something stupid. Um, I I got just got a hit uh deadline uh, update. Um, Marcus Smart has the coronavirus. We saw that Sean Payton got it. And now they're saying two Lakers have it. They didn't name the names. So, uh, man, I promise you, let LeBron James have it. There will be a cure by Sunday. You might be right because LeBron James. I, I yeah, you, you might be right. If if LeBron James and somebody like Oprah get this COVID nineteen, bro, it's gonna it's gonna be some stuff moving to get this thing out of here. Yeah, you can't right. have your eye. I know Oprah's name was in the news for some other crazy reason this week, but you know whether it's true or not. If her or LeBron get the same man, it's a wrap. it'll be a, like it will be a cure by Sunday night, Monday morning. Everybody be going back to work. I about to say the last time they said a player from a team has it, it turned out to be a good player. I mean, they said they, they said they said it for the Nets, and then Kevin Durant got it. So I, I'm not saying it's who it is, but I mean I'm not saying it not Davis or LeBron. Like some like one of those, Bro, it would shock me. Yeah. If Drake has it for hanging out with KD, it'll be a cure by next week. You, the the hey. icons are not going to be out here sick like this, bro. Somebody's going to rescue the icons. 
Definitely. It's, it's, that's pretty crazy, man. We got we got a minute left. Um, I'm glad everybody joined us, man. Uh, this is our first camera where you can see us talk talking about this. So we'll, we'll, we'll be doing this more often. Um, preaching to the choir. Uh, we got the Patriots edition tomorrow. Look for that live stream on my Twitter um, at, at Pastor Kevin Kev. Pastor underscore Kevin Kev. Rashad is going to be on it. We got um, Austin from Hunt, the Pro Hunt, Hunt for the Prize. He's going to be on it. And we got somebody else that's going to join us from Unwrapped Sports. So that's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Because we got we got to talk about the, the after, aftermath of no, no Brady no more. Man, I'm just waiting for training camp so I can see mold, see, uh, I'm about to say mold, Mitch and Nick Foles beat each other just to go to 79. <laughs> just to go 79. All right, man. Preach, K. Preach with Rashad. We out. This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit vspdirect.com today. That's vspdirect.com. This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit vspdirect.com today. That's vspdirect.com.